So yeah, thanks for joining uh, me, uh, Jerry and Adam Kidd. Hello. <laughs> Father and son, both in bands, both playing, well, you're playing together, aren't you, at the Green Door store in Brighton in a few days' time? And the 100 Club in London. You're in the 100 Club. Wow, legendary. You ever played yeah. there before, Adam? No, no, it'll be my first time at the 100 Club. Well, I've been there as a, a punter, but yeah. I've not performed on that stage. So, so Adam's uh, from the Fragile Creatures, a Brighton band who've been going for a, a few years now, released some uh, very fine music, albums and singles. And you've got a new track as well, haven't you, which is going to be coming out in the next few days, Granddaddy. Um, and... Uh, Jerry Kidd is um, from the Red Guitars, legendary 80s indie band who had a number of um, indie hits, uh, released uh, a couple of albums, I think. Um, and um, only fairly short-lived, weren't you? He only, um, I think he split up around about 1986. Is that right? I left the band in 1984 and uh, we only released one album when I was in the band we released right. also three singles uh, the band then went on signed to Virgin Records re released a second album that I wasn't okay. involved okay and then and then after that they called it a day they, yeah they called it a day yeah okay so it's been um, nearly 40 years since you stepped onto stage with red guitars yeah. yeah so just just to give a bit of uh, history for those who aren't familiar with the band um i think you you formed in the late 70s or early 80s and and you you, you had quite a, you, things were going pretty good for you weren't you you seem to be getting a lot of press you did john peel sessions you had that album singles that uh, were in the indie top 10 um yeah i mean i was looking at some figures and apparently your debut single Sold sixty thousand copies. Can yeah, you verify that? <laughs> yes. yes, yeah, yeah, it's, it's true. Um, yeah, we we did very well for a totally independent band, of which we we're very proud. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, sixty thousand sounds a lot in this day and age, but uh, in those days, it was it was it wasn't so unusual, was it? Um, no, it was, uh, no, it was no. pre digital, pre download and streaming. Yeah, um, yeah, and good technology was was your first song, wasn't it? Uh, and then Marimba Jive and and um, tracks like that. I think uh, Marimba Jive and Be with Me both reached number one in the UK indie charts. Is that right? Yeah, but uh, I I wasn't on Be with Me. That was the second iteration of the band. Okay, all right, right. So, um, what was it like in those days? <laughs> Can you remember? <laughs> well, uh, no, yeah. Well, you've just uh, you've just done the quote, haven't you? If you were there, if you can remember it, you probably yeah. weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> no, we had a really we had a a whale of a time. Uh, it was really good fun. Yeah, we toured all around Britain and uh, on the continent. And uh, there's one of the guys Hello. in the, another red guitar just behind me. Hello. And. Um, yeah, he's cooking the tea, so he's a bit well, busy now. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we had a great time. And, um, uh, you know, the rapport has been 
rapidly re-established since we've got back together again. Okay. Um, so how, do you, how have you been spending the last uh, 38 years? <laughs> uh, well, I've done a variety of different things, a bit of uh, uh, teaching, a bit of um, building work, a bit of uh, a lot, quite a lot of IT stuff um, and web design, things like that. Has music still, has it been a part of your life in, in the interim? It was on and off, yeah, on and off. Uh, but I haven't had a regular band at all, uh, not yeah. for a long time. So what was the impetus to um, get back on the road again and play some shows? Uh, well, there's a, a company called AEG Presents, one of the biggest promotion companies in the world, actually. And uh, the CEO of the British the guy who runs the British company saw us play with the Smiths back in 1983, when I think he was uh, he was a, a, a lighting guy at Leicester, a gig in Leicester, okay. and uh, he, he just remembered us and he began his slow progress up the rock ladder and eventually reached the heights of CEO of this promotion company. And he just gave me an email one day and said. Uh, would we were we still around? Would we be interested in doing some shows? So uh, we're still all alive, just about. So I said yes, and I contacted the other people, and 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 they all agreed. And uh, so he put together a little a short tour for us. Mm. And we had the first show last night. Steve Homer, that's his name. He turned up. He'd just been to see Johnny Marr in Sheffield, and uh, Johnny sent us his his um best wishes for the gig which was nice mm. so it was a very nostalgic and but yeah. very exciting and very now moment as well yeah so it was the first gig last night yeah how did how did it go went really well really well uh we we, we had a, a good audience we played in uh farsley near leeds in the the old woolen which is not a uh, a venue in a, an old mill, a uh, lovely venue, good crowd, yeah. great sound. We had a really great night. Brilliant. So you've got a day off already. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we're getting on a bit now. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I take it there, there isn't much rock and roll excess at the moment, is there? <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm drinking I... a glass of beer. So okay, yeah, great. <laughs> I've just got juice. What have you got, Adam? Juice. I've just got juice. Yeah, just got some, uh, <laughs> some juice on there. Yeah, it depends what you mean by juice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's let's get, let's briefly bring in Adam. Uh, and uh, Adam obviously is is your son, and um, mm -hmm. I can only imagine that he was influenced to pick up a guitar and to get into music because of of, of you, or or did it happen completely independently? I think I, you know, we had a lot of music in the house, obviously, but I was a bit, um, I was a bit slow to go into it because I think my brother was just the guitarist. He was massively into playing lead guitar for years and I had this sort of slightly rebellious streak. I'm not going to be like him. Then I think my friends asked me to join their band in, in the mid nineties as Britpop was exciting. I was about 14 and they were like, well, Everyone knew that my dad had been in a band and my brother was this great lead guitarist. So they just went, well, he'll pick it up, get him to join the band. And 
yeah, haven't looked back since. So have you ever played on the same bill as your as your dad before? Yes, um, we've actually, uh, my old band Kiyomori supported a couple of like parts of the Red Guitars reunions. Uh, and I've actually played in versions of Red Guitars um, a couple of times. Most recently, I think um, I was playing bass in an almost all kid band, house band, uh, for a few years ago for dad's birthday where we uh, played a few songs. So um, I've, yeah, I love those songs and it's going to be great to see them uh, perform with a whole band together again. So uh, when was the last time you played in Brighton? Do you recall? Or... Yeah, I played at the uh, Pavilion. Yeah. And it was a great, great gig, really great gig. And that was back in, in, the, in the 1980s. That was in towards the end of 1983, I think. Right. Uh, the name Red Guitars, can you, can you talk about that? Where does that come from? Is it simply you've got a load of red guitars or is there something a bit more, a bit more to it than that? <laughs> well, we, um, we, without making too much of it, we were a kind of left-wing band and we did have a political point of view and we did yeah. have songs that uh, voiced that point of view so uh, that's probably why we were called red guitars but we yeah. just like the sound of it really I mean we went through a few different names like most bands do and that was the one that stuck yeah I mean uh, in that period in, in the um, in the 80s 70s late 70s and uh, 80s that there was um, uh, politics and music seemed to be intertwined to 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 a degree that's not really existed before or since. And um, it was obviously, you know, I think you were basically playing, you were, you were doing your shows and, and releasing stuff in, in the um, in the Margaret Thatcher era. Um, and you did a lot. You did a lot of benefit shows as well, didn't you? Yeah, we did, particularly for the for the miners. It was uh, the miners strike was on. Yeah, and we did a few shows to raise money for them. Adam, tell me about Granddaddy, the new single. There's sort of layers of things going on, which happens in a lot of my songs, but ultimately it was this idea of not, not giving up on people. We've gone through these times where there's a lot of division, a lot of political polarisation, and we can kind of get into this mindset where somebody with a different attitude to ours is a waste of time. Um, but it's kind of thinking about not giving up on them, particularly yeah. thinking about people who are very nationalistic and militaristic. Um, the verses are kind of about conflicts, the result of conflicts. So uh, what's the plan moving forward? Are you going to be, uh, have you got some more material on the stove, as it were? We've got about nine songs that are rehearsed and ready to play. And we've recorded about six or seven of them in various stages of completion. So I think we're going to kind of roll out some singles every couple of months or so, and, and then maybe bring out an album in the new year. We're still rolling on and, uh, and, and just in, enjoying making music. Obviously this, this tour feels like it's a sort of dipping your toe in the waters, do what you used to do and um, see how it feels. Uh, do you have any plans moving forward? Are you gonna just sort of um, see how you well, feel? We decided uh, with, with Steve Homer when we agreed to do the tour that we'd just do this relatively short uh, seven-day tour. Yeah. See how it went, really. He was approached by some other venues that wanted to uh, put us on, but we thought we'd just, uh, well, 
a major factor in this is that the guitar player Hallam Lewis lives in Cape Town, so he's, he's had to come over for the tour. So obviously, there's there are financial implications to that. But you know, we have had a really great time. We've been together. We've been rehearsing for a year, but you know, he's been rehearsing via Zoom and stuff. Mm. Um, but we've been—he's been over here for a couple of weeks now. It's been really good. It's all kind of slotted back in. Uh, I think there's a good, really good vibe, and we we have been working on some new material, although we're not actually playing anything new at the um, in the gigs at the moment because yeah. we just haven't had enough time. But to answer your question, well, hopefully, yeah, we we, we might do some recording, and Helen may come back over uh, in the summer, and we'd kind of like to do a couple of festivals if that's uh, possible, and that it may be possible. So. Yeah, very exciting. Okay, well, good stuff. Look forward to seeing you play in Brighton at the Green Door yeah. store. And that'll be the first time that, uh, well, basically, it'll be the first time that uh, Fragile Creatures and, and Regatars have played together on the same bill. So very exciting. Uh, good luck with it, Jerry. And uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of the tour. I know you've only done one date so far, but... Um, no, it was a good start. So yeah. we, <laughs> it must have been, what, was it nerve-wracking, the first one? Or did you just take uh, to it like a duck to water? I was a little nervous to start with, but once I got on stage, you know, we worked really hard to... There were a few uh, kind of clunky bits, but uh, on the whole, it went really well. So.